Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of According to Alan. This one's special. I've been waiting for this one because I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I met you about four months ago officially, mm-hmm. and it was a via phone call, and it was one of my normal random. Yes. I'm gonna make this phone call to see what happens around fourth Fridays. Yes. But Brittany from Ava Michael, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. Yes, I've been waiting for this moment. Really? <laughs> is it is it living up to your expectations? I mean, yes, I love the office, but I see all the videos you guys make every single day, and I see all the different businesses you tour and it's such a cool concept and I'm like what are they gonna ask Ava Michael we're ready (laughs) (laughs) so tell me a little bit about yourself because I never really got like a full rundown give me a little bit of your background where'd you grow up like what with all that fun stuff sure so I am originally from Lansing, Illinois. It's not too far from here, about 45 minutes. Were you TF um, South? I am. Nice. Class of 05. The Rebels? Yes. Well, now it's the Wolves. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> you know, everything has to change. So um, my husband and I actually both grew up in Lansing. My mom worked for the Lansing Police Department my pretty much my whole life. Um, it was a really fun small town. Um, everybody knew everybody. You knew everyone's siblings, everything like that. It was such a fun town to grow up in. I felt like I still think about so many of those memories. And it, even though I'll never live there again and never be there again, it's like such a big part of my life. Um, about, it was 2015, my husband and I were ready for a change. Um, we definitely wanted a bigger home, things like that. Illinois taxes got out of control and we moved to Crown Point. And back in our day, coming from Lansing to Crown Point, it was like, oh my God, I'm never driving to Crown Point. Or when the registry opened, everybody wanted to go to the registry, but it's a 45 minute drive. You think it's like three hours away. Um, We fell in love with Crown Point from the moment we drove around the square. I was not completely on my own as a stylist yet so it was a little intimidating at first but I just remember coming here and I remember someone was playing a guitar on the bench people were taking photographs there was someone um painting a picture people were sitting outside of set the courthouse it just like drew you in and I was like I cannot get enough of this we actually got a house that was only a few blocks right here down the street and I will say this to the day I die, Crown Point has completely changed my life. And oh, that's cool. it has totally grew our business and just everything, the, the connections, the networking, everybody. And I feel like that's how it was growing up in Lansing, just like that. And of course, you know, things have changed and um, our little town had changed and we were definitely excited for a whole new area. But Yeah, so it was, I knew that I always wanted to do hair since I was younger. Um, I grew up in a family of all boys, so that might have something to do with it. Um, I just always, I was always drawn to it. I always would do like my Barbie's hair, anybody's hair that would let me do their hair. In high school, the things that I would do to people's hair and the things that they would let me do. But I just always knew I wanted to do that. And I worked for two or three salons for a pretty good time um, where I was a commissioned stylist. I wasn't a booth renter. I wasn't a freelancer. And I learned a ton. Um, Thankfully, I was always kind of like the younger stylist in each of my salons. So it gave me a really great advantage. I was able to really build up a great clientele because I was willing to put in the long hours and you know, all the weekends and things like that. Um, And I met my husband around the same time that I was getting ready to freelance. And definitely without him and his support, I definitely wouldn't be where I was at today. It was definitely a lot of, you know, long hours, like long weekends, long days. And he was willing to help me through all of that. And, you know, and we missed out on a lot of things because of it. So me and him, when we started dating, we moved out here about 2014, I said. And then in 2017, we got engaged um, right here in Crown Point. And we got married quickly. 
We got married within three months of being engaged, and the day Whoa. after it so was. So let me let me ask you this. So then you guys were dating for how long before the engagement? Three years. And then at this point, you're living together? Yes. And, and we were actually right down the street in a really cute historic home where he proposed to me at. Our house was from 1906. It, he calls it our dollhouse, and he proposed to me at our home, and it was in, it was on January 21st, so it's coming up. Wow. And I have been a bridesmaid 14 times, so I knew I was not going to have a big wedding. I was not going to have bridesmaids. I wasn't going to do any of that. Um, I just I just wanted to get it over with, get it done with, and. I just wanted to be just about us, kind of, and just not worry about the hundreds of people, the the caterers, and all of this. I actually worked at Arbar too at the time. They catered my whole wedding. Nice. Arbar, shout out to Arbar. Yes, I love those Alex guys. Alex and Stevie took very good care of me for my wedding. Yep. Um, I had chub ups, you know, the Kymac and everything, and backcourt bar. Here in Crown Point, nice. they bartended my wedding. Another good spot. Um, and because he was a really good Serbian friend of Alex's. And so it just all really worked out well. Um, I got married at the Urschel Park Pavilion in Velpo. Nice. So it was an April day and it happened to be 80 degrees outside. <laughs> it was beautiful. Um, yeah, we just wanted something very... Simple. Um, my grandparents um, were not doing good health wise, and I really wanted my grandparents to be there. And I'm so happy that we did it when we did. My grandpa passed away shortly afterwards. So, yeah, the next morning I felt like crap, and it wasn't a hungover crap. And I was like, I think I'm pregnant. We went to Vegas three weeks before we got to ma- got married. We had a crazy weekend out there for our friend's wedding. So what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. <laughs> um, the day after our wedding, I told my husband, go get a pregnancy test. And he's like, there's no way. It said I was pregnant within three seconds. And literally nine months later, we had Ava Michael. Wow. And so we got married, got pregnant, had a baby all within 2017. So that's what the, nine that's the name of the salon is after your daughter. Ava Michael. That's yes. incredible. I had no so, idea. Yeah. So I love she, that. We knew right away that she, we, we actually found out early at 10 weeks that we were having a girl. We did some weird genetic testing, yep. whatever, and um, we found out we were having a girl. It took us some time, but we I always knew that I wanted any, if I had a boy or a girl, that the middle name was always going to be Michael after my brother. My brother passed away in 2012 um, from drug addiction. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have probably have heard my story. I've, I'm very open about it. Um, if we can try and save anybody through this story, I would love to. Um, my brother Michael is a huge part of how I became, like, for the moment that I was a kid, he has done everything to make sure that I had a great life. You know, he always made sure I had food, and he always made sure that, you know, like, my student loans were paid. I had everything for college. He was a huge part of my life. We were only a year apart, mm. um, so we were... Very close. We had a lot of the same friends and things like that. And so we had a really, really great relationship. Um, unfortunately, in 2006, he became addicted to heroin. It was from a party he was at, and it completely changed our lives from that day on. It still changes our lives to this day. Well, um, and see, and it, I think that kind of insight is really important because, uh, you know, that's one of those drugs that, you know, I'm 40 years old. Yeah. I, it's like, I don't even think I've ever seen it. A hundred percent. Right. Exactly how you say that. Like, I still remember the day. And this is like coming from the guy who, you know, he was one of the most popular guys in our town. He was doing fabulous. He was a manager for, you know, his company. Like, he was thriving. He, I mean, he had so much life ahead of him. He had the personality that you wanted to be around. And, you know, he was just at a party one night and it's one thing. And I still remember the day that he told me that, you know, he had tried it and he, he knew that his body was quickly addicted to it. And it might, like, I was, I think, gosh, so 2006, I was 20. I, people never even talked about heroin, you know, it was like something you didn't even talk about, you didn't share about. 
And that's why I'm so passionate now about my story because for so many years, especially moving out here, not knowing anybody, like everybody from my hometown knew my brother. So they knew who he was before the addiction. They knew who he was before it took over. And they never let that go. They never let his, you know, who he really was. Where now I'm meeting all these new people in Crown Point and this and that. And it's not that I was embarrassed to tell anybody, but people would, well, how did your brother pass? Oh, he had organ failure. Like it was, I, I was too nervous to tell anybody because I didn't want anybody to look at him in a bad way. Like I wanted to still protect him in ways and I was too scared to tell anybody. But mm. now after many years of healing and grieving and things like that, like I'm not ashamed and it's, it really has, it's a huge part of my life and it's always going to be, but really how many other families hide it because they're too scared to tell anybody. They're too scared to talk about it with people. There were so many years that I was angry and sad when he was going through the addiction and I couldn't be honest with anybody because I didn't want to think them to think of him as a loser or yeah. And then there's judgment. Yes. You know? And it was like, I couldn't, I was so scared of that. So it's has really become a huge part of my story now because there is so many other people. I talk to so many people a day doing their hair and there's so many of my clients and friends that have a sister that's going through it, a mom that's going through it. And it's now if we could talk about our stories and how people feel comfortable it's not something that anybody can go through alone. Um, I would always say, I know what it's like living through it. I can't imagine living with it. And my brother would tell you all the time, why won't God just let me die? And because he knew this was such a struggle. And so it's, I want to help as many people as we can help and make people feel comfortable and be able to come out and talk about this. Like it's a huge issue and it's actually becoming a bigger issue with teenagers. I I told you I grew up in Lansing and we're surrounded by Munster. We're surrounded by Calumet City. I know how much now it's popular in high schools and because it's a cheap drug, you can get it for five or 10 bucks. And so many of these kids are now becoming addicted to this horrible, horrible disease. And I don't think there's enough help out there for families and kids. I can tell you how many times that we would take my brother to a hospital and they would turn, like, turn your back to, like, to you. We don't treat that here. Okay, well, this, he's suffering, you know, and what, you're going to say this to my mother who has tried three other hospitals before this. Like, they turn you away like you're just some scumbag off, and it's, no, that's someone's son, that's someone's brother, that's someone's, like, husband and so many of these hospitals out here literally would deny him and we would have to take him to very low funded hospitals in areas where I couldn't go alone to visit him and I couldn't and he was never getting the treatment that he needed and it's sad and how much people just look down on it instead of like thinking like what ways can we help you know yeah well that's what's weird about it is it's like it's one of those things that you know it's just crazy because there's like there's so many people that are addicted to it. Yeah. Yet there's so many people that are completely disconnected to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like this weird balance, right? It is. That like there's the fringe people, and it's still a minority, thank God, mm-hmm. of people that are addicted to it. But the majority of people who've never even seen it can't really empathize with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I never even really thought about it from a stigma side, from a healthcare, because I know there's been times I have a lot of friends that are like firefighters yeah. and police officers, mm-hmm. and especially in like, you know, Porter County, where it seems to be a little bit more yes. intense. Yeah. Um, like they would say like the one story that broke my heart was like there was four kids. Um, they got a call that that someone might have been occupying the house. Okay. I'll leave the town and the firefighter out of it. But they said they went there to go check on it, and they were knocking on the door, everything. Then they did a lap around the house, looked into the basement, and there were four kids, like, Ugh. OD'd on the floor, right? So at one point, then they, like, break in. They go in there. They have three EpiPens. Ugh. So they are making a decision that yeah. one of them was going to die. Yeah. It's like, and like, at that point, it's fate. Yeah. That's crazy, you yeah. know? And it's just like, you see, you hear, you definitely hear the stigma from those stories mm-hmm. as well, because it almost seems like, why would you even be so stupid to do it? 
But it's like I think the reality of it is is that what what it what it was going to get somebody to actually try it. Yeah. That yeah. that would never even try it before, yeah. you know. And so, like from your brother's side of things, and the first time I heard about your brother was when we were doing the Christmas trees. Yes. Which, by the way, was my favorite part about Aww, it. Ah, thank was you. Was like seeing the pictures of you guys. And, and then, thank you for putting it right in front of the salon. <laughs> yeah, so I that's could awesome. See it all the time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but it was one of those things where it was like, you know, you don't realize how much this affects people. And I lost mm-hmm. my dad probably five years ago, four years ago at this point. And you just like that stuff just hangs with you, man. It really does. There's no way of like just turning it off. Do you know what somebody told me once? And I'll never forget it. I asked somebody, this was probably a year after my brother had passed. And I said, when do you, and he had lost um, someone he was very close with. And I said, when do you stop thinking about it from the moment you wake up till you go to sleep? And he goes, you don't ever stop thinking about it. You just learn to live with it. And it's a hundred percent true. Like it really, it just doesn't ever leave. A song can come on a smell. You see something, you know, you see any, and it's holidays. Yes. And then you go through events like, you know, like your kids, like I wish, you know, my dad was here for this or I wish my brother, you know, it's, it's really hard. And actually because of the tree, um, Lisa Grady, I have never met her in person, just, you know, how social media is. Um, she shops at the store a lot. She's very, very sweet, her and her daughter. And her tree was next to mine. And we were out there decorating. And um, we were putting up the M for Michael and his picture. And they had just finished their tree. They were taking a picture in front of their tree and stuff. And they took a step back, I think, as we were putting the picture up. And now they're looking at us doing our tree. And she messaged me afterwards. And wrote the most beautiful thing and just said that, you know, she's like, well, we're all soaking in the holidays and loving every minute. And, you know, she's like, I'm doing this and this with my kids. You're mourning, you know, you're spending this holiday without him. And then she said, it really makes me open my eyes that there is a lot of struggles during these times. And there are a lot of, you know, sad memories and it's tough. It's really, really tough. It's, it was 10 years last week and Mm. it still feels like it was like yesterday, you know? And I do get upset a lot. Like I, it, I'm, I was very pissed off for a long time at God and because why would anybody make anybody go through something like that? And for six years too, you know, and but I've also learned, you know, as much as I want him here, I don't think he'd be healthy. And, you know, and it was, I remember driving around looking for him on the streets and going to parks and just, it was no life. And it was no life for him as much as I wanted him to get better and feel better and be healthy. I truly don't think it was here. You know, I think he's up in heaven and he's healed. He's healthy. It has taken me a long time to come to that, but it definitely has been the most, I feel like it's been my most drive, like behind the business and everything, you know? I feel like he's really put my life into place. It's crazy. My husband's birthday is the same day as his. My husband was one of the last people that ever saw him, and I always secretly had a crush on my husband and my brother knew that my brother knew that I was secretly in love with him for years. I was always too nervous to say anything. Our roads just didn't line up, you know, and I really think that my brother has really put my life into place from here. That's really cool to take it from that perspective. Seriously though, like everything has like lined up, you know, and I don't know. Have you ever like dreamt about your dad? Yeah. Initially when he first passed away, I had uh, two dreams that I would okay. say were very, and they were very like lucid. Okay. Um, I think one of them, it was like, yeah, but I have, yeah. I have never had a dream about my brother yet. And I used to think that I was going to dream about him so much and I never have. And I'm like, was he upset with me? Was he mad at me? You know, did I not do everything at the end? And now I'm like, I don't need to dream about him. Like he's here so much. Like he has done so much work, but I have to be honest. Every time I see the word Michael on my windows, I still like get teary eyed. It's just, it's just life, you know? Yeah. And I think there's a part of you that breaks from stuff like that, that are never going to be fixed. 
But in a way, it's kind of like made me more appreciative too. Yes. Like there's times like like and I'm not just saying it. Like first of all, Lisa Grady's awesome. She's one of my favorite people. Yeah. But um, she like when when you're telling that story and you sent the picture of like and you posted it on Facebook. Like there was like that one, and there was another person who did one in in memoriam. Yes, and I think we had like five of them. Yeah, but it was just seeing, and it was like a person who died, and his wife was out there decorating the tree, and she didn't she didn't buy the tree. the The sister did. Okay, and then like the picture of them in front of it was just like there was probably like three times where it was like I'm sitting in bed looking at this stuff, and I'm yeah. like, man, this is like I'm getting teary eyed because yes. it's bringing back all my emotions. Yes. Yes. You know, and so like you do get reminded by it do, in so yeah. many different ways. And like, you're right, my kids, they're four and two. Mm-hmm. So like, what's weird about it is they still bring up grandpa. I know. And and, he, and Brooklyn was three, four yeah. months old at and the he time. He made that much of an impact. He was it's, a good guy. It's wild, you know? you know. Keep that memory alive. That's what I just, I always say, like, keep the memory alive. I, sometimes I feel like people probably think I talk about him too much or I think about it too much, but that's who I am. And he's who he's a big part of me. And I have to say like the trees were so amazing this year because, you know, I would be out there or the tree lighting ceremony, you know, of course we stood by our tree, but people didn't know that was my tree. People didn't know who I was. People didn't know that was my brother. And you know, you see people walk past and my fear is still like, Oh my gosh, what if someone says something mean or like, you know, like, Oh, well he was just addicted to drugs anyways, you know, but it was so like, what I always used to be so scared of was the complete opposite. I had kids that wanted to take a picture by the tree because they thought it was pretty or he's so handsome or, Oh, he, I, you know what, what a great kid or like just, there were so many things and it was too, like, I can see everything from across the street and just watching the people walk past every day. And I knew where the other ones were in memory of. And it's like people, like in our community were stopping and almost like saying like something in honor of them as well. Like they would stop and take a minute at each one of those trees that had somebody in memory of. And that to me just shows how special like crown point is. But I have to tell you the trees was my most favorite thing of all the years in crown point. I, you outdid yourself with that. Love that. Love that. You know, we had the idea like right before COVID and then that, didn't end up happening because of everything. Then we were going to do it once we got back. But then, you know, at that first year, it was like, here's here's another wave of it. Yeah. And then so it was like we couldn't really do anything. Um, and, you know, what? it's like being totally honest with you, like going through it, I put myself in these positions where it's like, I think this is really cool and I want to do it. But then like when you're in the throes of it, you kind of hate every second of yes. it because it's taking over every yes. ounce of your day. Yes. You know? So the two weeks leading up to that tree lighting ceremony um, – I, I felt like I had no life. I mean, it was 80 yeah. hours a week. Yeah. And whether it was, you know, organizing the side of it to where, like, where people are going to be winning, they're going to be doing it when the signs are coming in. Yeah. Then there was all the electrical issues because this building is in, in ancient. 100%. It's a pyramid yes. at this point. Yes. So it's like you're, you're like, trying to figure out what the electricity is yes. even going to work. Yeah. And so to see it all come together, it was really, like, an awesome thing. But it's, like, so cool to see the community, like, embrace it. That doesn't yeah. always happen. Yes. So like you try to count your blessings when that does. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really cool to kind of, it was a good capper on the end of that like fourth Friday run. It really where it was. was just like, man, I'm so glad this happened. It was the you know? perfect Hallmark movie moment at that tree lighting ceremony. It was Thanks. so cool. The vendors, the food trucks. I feel like it's exactly what we all needed after so many years of, you know, hell pretty much. So it definitely, I think brought, it was the biggest turnout ever. You it know? was crazy. Like I, the, 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 uh, Slater and Mark went upstairs like, and they were, oh, they, they got I like a, a pan view of everybody. Yes. I mean, I don't even know how many people that is. I I've honestly never seen don't. it ever like that busy because usually I would always be like, where is everybody? It's a tree lighting, you know? And I think it was St. John's tree lighting ceremony that weekend too. Same night. Same night. And yeah. I was like, wow. And look at everybody that is still out here. Cause usually the St. John one is huge. Yep. And I'm like, look at this. Like, I really feel like we have such a strong community here. I live in Lowell and I still like identify as like a crowd point <laughs> resident. My husband's like, when are you going to change your, you know, driver's license? And I'm like, I'm just holding on. <laughs> I'm just holding on to my 525 South Main Street. And it's, it's, there's no other community like this. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, I, I love it. 
I love it. Well, I you're th- a huge staple in our community. Like, well, it doesn't feel that you way know, all the time. I'll I think there's a few group. Like I always think like you and Miranda from Tavern, like Bree from Cafe Fresco. You guys have really like shaped this like type of environment that we're like the networking and just like I said, like my career would never be where I'm at today if it wasn't for Crown Point. And just like you said, like that phone call now look at us, you know, yeah, like I yeah. feel like I've known you forever and yeah. without you guys, like it really wouldn't be, I remember moving here and hearing about local 219 and meeting Miranda. And I was like, these are goals. Like these are people that I look up to and I'm inspired by. And you guys have really made this such a creative community. Really, honestly. Well, thanks man. That's fun. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Uh, but, I always cry. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, but like, you know, the two people you mentioned, Bree and Miranda, they're, oh my gosh, they're yes. like some of my favorite people. I don't get a chance to see them as much as I'd like to, but, you know, because life. But yeah. um, I think it's just a really cool thing that, you know, when I was at Lakeshore, um, you saw some real holes in the culture, mm-hmm. you know. And when I first started, it was like tough because you really didn't know anybody. You did, but, you know, it was different. And then like as time's gone on, my interests have evolved too. You know, yeah. when I was first starting this, it was about brewing and golf. Uh, and I still love those yeah, two things, yeah. you know, but brewing cost me 30 pounds and I'm still getting that off. And the golf stuff, I don't even have time to do anymore. But, you know, with now the four and two year old, it's like I, you start to really see the, the holes in ch- like programming for kids, mm-hmm. events for kids. And so like that's kind of where I've evolved is like, you know, doing this stuff. So a lot of that stuff is still in there, but it's just, um, I just, you know, it's hard to enjoy it when you're in it. It is. Because you is. don't get a chance to stop and be like, look at all this we accomplished. And that's what my husband always says. Stop and look around. And I'm like, I gotta do this. I gotta you do can. that. I gotta run it. And you then can. it's like, it's over and you're like, oh. and then it's like, okay, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to take a step back. And, and then you see something, you're like, I got to get back in. I got to go back. I got to plan something. I'm going to do. I'm going to do fourth Fridays. Like it's just, yeah. And then my wife's just like, what are you doing? Uh But you know, it's like hearing your origin story is really cool because I can relate to it in so many different ways. My wife's a hairstylist. Um, It's almost, it's almost like a mirror story. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Is that like, I don't think, you know, we were talking about a little bit off air, but when you're in the throes of running a small Mm -hmm. business, People have no idea the level of anxiety and stress with it. And I mean, there's been times, and this is not an exaggeration, where I'm going to bed being like, we're cool. Yeah. Uh, We've got all the money we need. We're good. And then the next morning, it's like you have this uh, like epiphany that you're like, shit, I'm chasing five grand. Yeah. I feel so much better when I talk to anybody else that is going through. Like you just saying that right there makes me feel like, okay, I am normal. Like this is normal. Like, Like you said, going to bed, not thinking... Like, it's like, what is that? You know, like what is going to bed peacefully? There it is, doesn't it exist. It doesn't. Yeah. And I can tell you this, my anxiety is like crippling and it's, it's been a really tough couple of weeks actually with my anxiety and it's always asking yourself, am I doing good enough? Am I, am I good enough? Is the business good enough? Is, you know, are they happy? Is this happy? Or even to the point, like, maybe I should change the bathroom or like, but it's also to the long hours, the long days. No one understands how much time we lose with our families. And then it's like, how can I balance both? And then if you feel like you're dedicating too much time to your family, then you're not doing enough for your business. If you're doing too much for your business, then you're a crappy mom. And it's, there's never no in between. And it's, the moment, like you said, everything's going smooth. And then it's like, ha ha, you wake up and your roof's leaking. And oh. it's like, no one. And, so, you know, I love when people are like, oh, it'll be okay. Well, no, it's not going to be okay. I have three renters that, you know, they need, like, now they're going to have to cancel appointments. They're going to have to, and it's, the fear of letting people down is literally exhausting. It's, and also too, you can never have a bad day, you know, like, your dog could die or, you know, you know, a lot I was going through with my daughter this past year with, you know, the lay her legs and everything. And there was days where I was off, you know, and it takes one customer to walk in and be like, 
well, she's being a bitch today. Well, it's, no, I'm not being a bitch. So, you know, my daughter was in the ER, you know, with a horrible disease, you know, and it's like, but they don't care. And no. it's, or, you know, like, oh my gosh, did you see her floor was dirt? And it's like, okay, well, we do hair, you know, it's like, people are so quick to put you down and show your negative flaws that they're not doing it when it's positive. You, does anybody write, you know, um, great reviews all the time? No, but the moment that their salad comes out 10 minutes late, let's write a review and bash them and make like, while they're it, still there. Yes. Like, while even they're still there. And it's like, give us a break. Like we're really trying our hardest and like everybody too. I love, and I'm sure you probably get this a lot. Oh, okay. Money bags or okay. Oh, yeah. Money bags. It's like, I'm losing a paycheck sometimes too. And it's, it's really, really tough. And I don't think it's talked about. Of course, like we know we're always going to show like the dream side of it and this and that. But just to show that dream side, no one knows what it took to get to that, you know, and just the days or like if you're not at work one day, oh, yeah, it must be nice. Take the day off. But you also didn't know that I started my morning with 55 emails, 17 callbacks, the freaking IRS wants more money from you. It's it's really a nonstop it's nonstop. It doesn't every, ever stop. Every and single time I go to the accountant, I feel like I'm, I'm literally, I'm going to the principal's yes, office. Yes. You want to throw up. My accountant was like, Hey, can you come in like right before Christmas? And I'm like, why is she doing this to me before <laughs> Christmas? And I'm like, but she was just like, all right, we, everything is good. You know? And it's, there are so many positive days. There really is. But I think people just need to be kinder. And yeah. I think people need to understand Finding good staff is very difficult right now. Um, just people that want to work in general, it's tough finding. And it's also, too, there's so much to compete with. And social media is, I love social media Ugh. because it's a huge help to my career and, like, our business. And without it, I mean, I remember back in the day, like, sending my clients postcards and mailing it out to them and going to the printers to print up a a little postcard that said 5% off your next haircut and it would take so much time. And now it's like a click of a button. I can advertise. I love that. Yes. We could get across, but social media is the worst and it makes you who didn't like my stuff or, Oh my gosh, look at the next salon. Look what they're doing now. I got to do something now. And now it's like, now I got to stay up until four o'clock in the morning and find out my next event, you know? And I'm like, and I always tell my husband I do my best work at 2 a.m. because I'm up anyways with freaking anxiety. Man. So You're, It's like we're the same person. Literally, my husband will wake up and he finds me up in bed every night and he's like, babe, go to sleep. And I'm like, I wish. I wish <laughs> I could go to sleep, you know? And there's days where you're like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But then it's like, God, I would miss this. But then, you, but then God, there's the, I would there's miss the this. days that are amazing. And it those is. are the ones you kind of, when I was coaching baseball, it was like the same thing. It was like, you can win five games in a row Yes. and you're like, okay, next game. Yes. You lose one. And that's all they talk that's about. That's all you think about. Mm-hmm. It's like, it changes everything. That's, but yep. I'm going to transition a little bit here. I've got uh, speaking of keeping the lights on, I've got three reads. I've got I to love make. It. Do it. <laughs> So have you been, do you, do you know what Leading Kitchen is? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's like a meal prep place. Yes. They have a location in Cherville. Uh-huh. They have one in Velpo. Right now from January 1st to January 31st, they're having a, uh, they're hosting a party January okay. 21st at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. You get uh, to enjoy a free healthy taco bar, raffle items, special Ooh. offers from local businesses, and 15% off meals, supplements, protein, snacks, and drinks. That's actually great. That's and it's from 11 cool. to 2 p.m. That's oh. like my great timing. Well, Anything like, after 8 p.m., I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, if I'm, my pants are off yeah. at that point. Uh, so go there. Check that out January 21st. They do a great job meal prepping. Like it. And so like for me and you, I'm sure, yeah. it's hard to make a meal every day. Uh, so yeah. it's super awesome to be able to check that 12 out. 12 Islands and I. Oh, <laughs> dude, I got to do a, I got to do a video on one of their sandwiches. It's called 12 Islands. This 12 Island sandwich. The, Monte Cri- the t- like the, with the, um, Euro meat and they like the, the turkey. turkey? <laughs> they need to change that. They need to change that to yes! the napper. The, yes! it, call that yes! the napper. Yes! Dude. Cause that's what Gail always make. Do you want the 12 Islands? I'm like, no, I have four more clients. Like <laughs> I gotta like, 
I can't. <laughs> and their French fries are so, so good. good. It's like duck fat somehow. And what is I don't it, like know. $8? It's so cheap. Yes. So cheap. <laughs> I, I, every time I go there, I'm like, dude, I need to like lay on this couch and take yes. a quick hour. Yes. But I love it and every bite is amazing. <laughs> uh, another one, uh, have you been to Float 60? I know we were talking about Mark with his shirt off oh my before. Gosh. but. Everybody needs a mark at their business <laughs> with his shirt off. So I right, love you, honey, but Mark's got a lot of abs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so right now in the month of January, you get $10 off services, gift cards, and packages. Super so cool. Definitely jump on that. And then another one, Wine Wednesday is returning Ooh, to the Lighthouse. I love the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is, you know what's weird about it? I feel like a lot of people were there a long time ago mm-hmm. when they were just first starting. So most of the time, like I hear, I think the rumblings that, you know, that's one of the things about doing all our stuff online is yeah. that you hear a bunch of yeah. stuff about businesses. Um, the biggest thing is that like, everyone's like, oh, it's gotten so expensive. And, but it's like, I don't think people really realize what they're getting. Like when you go and talk mm-hmm. to the chef about like the pork chop, for example, yeah. That shit is like imported from England. Mm-hmm. It's it's like got the best meat quality yeah. ever. And so it's like, you know, this area in a lot of ways is still 10 years behind. Yeah. It's like they need to understand what they're eating. Exactly. It's not a Gordon Food Service pork chop. And that was like the one thing at our bar too. Like they would, like a lot of their customers would come in and be like, oh my God, why is it taking so forever? Like for my chicken sandwich. Because it's fresh chicken breast. Like it's not yeah, chill a frozen out. patty. Like relax. Like if you wanted quick food, go to McDonald's. Like, yeah. I would be happy to go to a restaurant, especially a bar, and get a fresh chicken breast. Like, throw, like it's not the quality. You're getting good quality. But, like, again, people just love to bitch. And greatest greatest patio in the area, and probably. And love their bar. is amazing. Their bar is super fun. And there's such nice people there. They take care of us mm-hmm. every time we're there. And it's always a good crowd. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we have kids. It's yeah. like they're either, you know when they're pissed. It's yes. either when they're tired or hungry, yes. that's yes. what it is. And so yeah. it's no different for adults. True. True. You know, so it's like these Yelp reviews are I know. bullshit. I know, but where's all the positive ones? More positive reviews More po- in yes. 2023. Let's do it. That's a resolution. Literally. So we were talking a little bit about like the stresses of owning a business. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really, like you, um, I thought that like that was one thing that I felt alone on okay. for a long time. And it wasn't until I met like Chris Pappas, yeah. Bree, Miranda, yes. Like these really cool people that were all in the same position mm-hmm. that like were was able to like turn that valve. That'd be like shit, and it it really like for us, it feels so amazing when you realize you're not the only person dealing it, with it. And even seriously. these are three people I would consider successful. Yes, yes, you and know? you're like because from the outside in, you're looking like oh they they got it going on like their business is thriving. They look perfect, you know, like because everybody just we're not gonna obviously post like every day of our thoughts from morning to night no one wants to hear my thoughts from morning to night you know of course you're going to always show the positive so of course like looking in you're like oh my god like their business looks like it's running so smoothly like why am I having this or what why is this happening to me or why do I feel like this or why do I and then it's like I remember talking to Miranda we were both nominated last year together so we got to spend a little time alone together and hearing it from her I went home that night I'm like Oh my God, I felt so much better. Like I wasn't the only person with these thoughts because I was like looking at myself as a failure. Like, well, if you know, this is happening, like, and it's like, it's hard to even explain like what goes on in your head, but it's just, you really don't, you can win these awards. You can win best of the region. And that's what my husband is always like, look what you've done in this short amount of time. I love what we've created, but to me, it's never good. Like I'm never good enough, you know, or it's because we're perfectionists and we are probably harder on ourselves than we need to be. But I also feel like since COVID and things like that, people are a lot tougher and they're a lot tougher on you and your businesses and they just expect everything. It's like people are so entitled and it's, you're just trying to get by. You're just trying to make it work, you know, and make something for your family and that's what we're here for and it's literally people want every inch of you and it's you can't have a day off you can't do it and it's no matter what someone's always going to have something to say and that's my biggest goal for this year is to not care what people think all the time you know I would worry about if someone didn't say goodbye to me when I was like okay bye have a great day you know maybe I would be so hard like they didn't like it I don't have enough or like if they didn't buy something like 
They didn't like anything. And I need to look at what we've created. And you need to look at what you've created. Like, look at these events that you pulled off, you know. We've all wanted to be back in the courthouse lawn again. And to have that, like, I miss the food trucks out there. I miss all that. And you brought that back. And look how great you did. But, of course, you're going to only see, well, I should have done this. Or I should have did this. And I should have done that. Yeah. It is harder for us. And I think that's why we are business owners. And even, like, one of my staff members one day said to me, she was putting something away. And she's like, this is probably not to your liking. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, your OCD is fuck. And I was like, <laughs> I know I am. And it, it is. But I think we do need to have that because I think that's what makes us strong. And it makes us us tough. But I think we're hard on ourselves because we want the best. And we want yep. the best for our coworkers and our staff and things like that. And I think we are very tough on ourselves. I think we all need to be kinder to ourselves too. But we also definitely need to get back. I loved COVID because I felt people were nice to each other again. And you looked at things differently, you know, and I almost wish we could go back to that time a little bit because everybody was so kind, you know, and, but I also try to see like, there's a lot going on in our world right now. You know, it's tough for kids. It's tough for teenagers. Yeah. Inflation is, you know, really bad right now. You know, parents are really struggling. Adults are struggling. I mean, we see a difference, you know, our businesses, I think it's tough. And I don't think people realize what it takes to go into running a business. It, you really don't. So, I don't even think we know half the time. No, you no. Know? We're, I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. There's people out there that like dot every T or dot every yes. I across every T and they're super detail oriented. They're thinking about 180 days out. Mm -hmm. They're really good at budgeting and they're yeah. amazing at, at like all that stuff. I didn't get into this to do that. Me That's either. not why I'm like a creative person. Me I want to keep pushing the ball. A hundred percent. And then like you're talking about how like we can be we can be tough to be around sometimes. A hundred percent. I think that's the hardest thing for me is that when when things get really tough for me mentally, which is pretty often, and honestly, I take it out on the people closest 100%. to me. A hundred percent. And so like Slater in there, God bless his soul. I mean, yeah. he's seen he's seen every side of, mm -hmm. of me, and he's and and he's still here, thank God. Yeah. But there's also probably fifteen people who have left because of it and they think you're being mean and they think yeah and that's another thing I struggle with is that I'm the same way when I'm breaking down or my anxiety's got the best of me or if I've had a really cuffed I shut off like I get very very quiet I me too I get very nervous and it's not because I'm trying to be a bitch it's my anxiety is I can't like control it so it's putting me in that position I probably need to be more vocal that I'm struggling as well. Cause like I said, people don't know that we're having a bad day, you know, and it's, you don't want to also tell people you're having a bad day because you feel like you gotta be Superman all the time, yeah, you yeah. know? And I do the same thing. I shut down and it's quick for people to be like, well, she's just being a bitch or, you know, she's at, but it's, I also, maybe I'm trying to think, do I need to speak with them or more or like have them understand? Like maybe it is okay to be like, you know what guys, I am struggling a little bit today. So I'm sorry if, I'm not acting the same because usually I am loud. I am. I talk a lot. I'm loud. You hear my voice 24 seven in the yep. salon. I'm usually one that like, you know, gets the conversations going. I always tell my husband and not that I mean this on a real, like, cause obviously my whole business is like ran around people and everything. But really at the end of the day, I hate people sometimes, you know, you just want to go home. You don't want to talk to anybody anymore. You're exhausted and he'll be like, let's go here. Or let's go out. And I'm like, oh, I am not leaving the house this weekend. I don't want to look at anybody. But then it's like the moment I get on that floor, I'm like, hello, everybody. You know, it's yep. what it's it is. It's anxiety and depression. It's real. And Miranda is very open up about it, too. You know, and I think us talking now, like I feel even a little bit better, like how you just said there was 15 other people that. Because then you do go home and you're like, was I a dick today? Yeah. Wasn't I an asshole? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like texting them. You're like, hey, I'm really sorry, but it was like a tough day. So I think that I need to be more open with my staff. And there's a lot of goals I want to create for 2023. And I definitely working on myself 
working on my anxiety and accepting that you're not going to make everyone happy, it has to be because literally it's going to break me if I don't, you know? And sometimes I ask myself, why do I keep doing this? Why? And it's, but at the end of the day, I fucking love it. I know. It's such a weird it's drug. An, it's like an addiction. It it's literally such a is weird an addiction. Drug. And me and you right now, we're both saying, like, I'm so tired. I'm this and this. And I'm like, hmm. Or then I'll like see something and I'll probably text you next week and be like, Alan, what should we do? Let's should do we this. throw this Let's party? This. Yeah. You want to do like a thousand people? Okay, why not? You know? Yeah, yeah. And then it's, that's our drive. And it's, but I don't think it's, we're doing anything wrong. And I don't think we're doing anything. I just think this is how society is now. And I think social media is the devil with that because the moment that you're like, all right, I'm going to relax. I'm going to take a little weekend off. And then you see someone post something. Chirp, chirp. And you're like, fuck, they're doing this. I got to go do this now. And like, oh my God, did you see what they're promoting or the event? And then you're like, I'm slacking, I'm slacking, I'm slacking. It's such a weird, like. I will say this though. So like my first couple years, I felt like I was, my pulse was way greater about what i don't even know who my competitors are whoever was doing video around like it would be a real like per i I would take it personally when someone would just like recreate the same video for Uh somebody else and it was just like dude just be creative you know now though it's like i just worry about myself Mm -hmm. you know i can't i can't uh, i can't focus that energy you will and you can start picking it apart and i don't think the internet is real no it's like this box no. where people go and like, like, so you're, you're younger than me, but when I first started growing up, it was like AOL yeah. chat, not instant messenger. The like before up. that, there was like a chat dial up and it was like, you'd, it was like people were just saying the most racist mm-hmm. shit and like that. And it was mm-hmm. always just fun. Yeah. It was just like, cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, those people are taking every word as Literally. if it's like an attack on the Literally. person's character. Yes. It's like, dude, no, that hasn't changed. It's the people who are viewing it has changed. hundred percent. It's like, no, this is all make-believe. Yep. Don't believe any of this. And that's how, like, we are at the boutique. You've been in there. You see us. We're m- much different from any salon. Super you know? fun vibe. We... Minus the ghost in your basement. <laughs> oh. he, <laughs> I'm out on that. I was there by mm-hmm. myself on Monday, and I was like, don't look back. <laughs> um, so it was... <laughs> I feel like, you know, a lot of people are used to salons where they have dress codes and it's black, gray, or white. And it's, you don't cuss, you don't talk loud, you can't chew gum, you know, you can't have your coffee out with you. And I've worked for salons like that. Did it help my career? A hundred percent. But I never felt like I was myself and I never felt like I was really who I was. I felt like I was like made into something that I had to be because someone wanted me to be like that. And you know me, I have like the worst mouth and that's something else I need to fix. Last <laughs> FUC case in 2020. My daughter just said it for the first time. Oh, isn't it funny so though? Like, Shit. Was so, it in public or private? And But she used it so well. Oh and I was God. like, I'm, like, I'm proud, but I, I can't be proud of you. And we can't say this again. And Was it in private? No. Oh, so it was in front of people? It was at school, and she goes to a private school, so it probably wasn't oh, the no. best choice. Oh, that's worst case. But it's okay. Her teacher's super cool. Shout out, Mrs. Clay. <laughs> um, it, so we are, like, not your... In salons within our neighborhood, we're very different from them. And when I expanded and I opened, and I, I was not going to... I don't have a dress code. I don't, like... You can talk about whatever, like, obviously, I try not to talk about politics or religion, but there are F-bombs, and there are the, and, like, we really, I just wanted it to be who we all really are, and so I think a lot of people, when they walk in, they expect us to be all dressed alike. They expect us to have a dress code, and so a lot of people are like, mm, yeah, like, ugh, like, did you hear the way that, like, or did you see what they were, like, no, because what I've established, like, and what we've established, and I love it, like, our clients are, like, you just said, it's super fun vibe. People feel comfortable there, and people feel like, I could hang out here all day, or even my or my clients will be like, I can tell you each stylist's personality by the way they dress, and because now they've been coming, and they, you, you know, we have Janelle, she's very sporty, and, like, uh, Stacey is super beautiful. She is so edgy, like with her style and like, you really get to know them 
because you're really seeing who they really are. But an outsider view, like you said, who's stuck in the old ways, they come in and like, oh my God, these girls are not even dressed. Like, look, there's no dress code. They're wearing jeans. Like, God forbid a hairstylist wears jeans, you know? We're breaking that mold. We're breaking that stigma. Like, no, I want you to come in and I want you to feel like you're at home and you feel comfortable. So I totally understand what you mean because we do, I feel like people can be like, oh my God, they just said fuck in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're telling a story. It's really good, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. And so I think that is like exactly like it, they're still looking at 10 years, 10, 20 years ago and it's, things are so different now and people are able to really show who they are by their work, you know? Look at social media, look at Instagrammers, look at, you know, like, could you imagine coming in here and Mark and them having a trust code? You know, it wouldn't be what you've created. No. What you've created is based off of your guys' personalities. Like, look at this office. It's super cool, it's super trendy, you know? It's like, I'm so comfortable here. I feel like I've been here, and like already, like, for months. Wait you know? till the kegerator comes. I know. <laughs> then it'll I be know. then we'll be talking. Oh gosh. Uh, no, but like I the first time I was in there and like really got a chance to like just chat with everybody that was in there, it was like the first thing that came out was like my brain works with a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. around me. I, I, that's when I think the most. And so like what I loved about it is, is being in a lot of salons in the past, usually like the only real like quirkiness to it is like the product. That's about it. Yeah. What I love about it is that it's like a boutique shop too. Yeah. It's like, so you've got a lot of like local artisans. We have tons, over 20 different vendors. And see, that's so cool. And one, it starts from the ages six. Oh, that's, see, one that's. One of my really popular vendors, she's 14 years old and she's a freshman at Lake Central and she is killing it and see that's amazing killing it that's amazing yeah so it's like you guys were all personable you guys had a lot of really cool things to look at and so it was just like man i just felt the vibe when i was in there and plus like the old the oldness to it is really cool too like you guys had that ladder that swings it's just so cool 1881 that's nuts and that's all the original woodwork from 1881 Really? So I had to put some glass, or I'm sorry, the mirrors on the stations where we do hair at. And that actually was an ice cream parlor on that side. So it was the pharmacy for many, many years. And then they kind of like transferred to like a um, like a family, like mom and pop shop, like pharmacy, little market type thing. They used to serve ice cream where we do our hair at. And we had to put mirrors in. And the guys literally we're having the hardest time because all the wood in there was one solid piece like and so they said whoever built this built this in there like and so they said they couldn't even take one piece off because the whole thing would have to come out so by like the historic thing we can't do not that anybody ever would but that's where all that woodwork is from the pharmacies. Like, it's wild. And the ladders is what they use to roll back and forth. It's super cool. Dang. Super cool. I haven't been upstairs since the remodel. Um, it's really fun. So we have three girls upstairs, two hairstylists and an esthetician. And they have all been doing super cool things with their studios. Um, Jillian and Jamie both put, like, all new floors in. Cool. Yeah. They're cool. really happy up there. You know, it's cool. It's like their own little vibe. I was up there for a long time. That view up there is awesome. amazing. Another great view that people don't have any, and I w- I'm sure they do, but it's either like mm-hmm. they don't like sushi, but the Umi oh, spot, I love that Umi. Umi spot up there is probably the best the view best. on the Especially on the when the sun is setting. Ugh, oh, it's yeah. gorgeous. And I'm sure the upstairs of Culinary Misfits will, will be pretty yeah. cool when, yeah. it's, when it's wrapped up, but I haven't been up there yet. Even but. like walking up here today, up like the courthouse steps, like what a fucking feeling. Like, it's nuts. It's wild. Like I, I've been trying so hard to get like a history slant yes. to what we're doing. It's just so hard to do. It really is. Because I've been talking to the Lake County Museum people mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's hard to like pin them down to get a story I for know. anything. So. And I feel like they're all kind of mad at us too because I feel like they're thinking that we're changing things around. But yes, that's why like we try to keep the historic of like the building. You know, I'm very like, oh my gosh, look at the ladders or look at the pharmacy logos, you know? Yeah. Because really like it's such a cool town, such a cool town. But all of these buildings, everybody, we're not changing them. (laughs) 
they just need a lot of work. They do. They do. The Wi-Fi is terrible. The electric is, you know, everything. Everything is horrible. Oh. So when you end up buying one of these buildings, it's like a complete renovation. Then you're oh. fighting with the historical society. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the people that are on there, so I don't want to, like, go full in on that. But, yeah. Um, it was, they were, they're, they're nice, but they definitely love that old school vibe, you know? Well, it's like, I don't mind the old school vibe. I think it's cool. I, yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, if you ever travel to like Boston or like yes, the East yeah. coast, there's a way of doing it and modernizing it or Fenway park or Wrigley yeah. field. That's like, it's real. You don't, you don't have to like. The, yeah. the, the, as long as the courthouse is here, yeah. it'll always be, be. vintage. Yes, yes. You don't, you don't need to worry about the side buildings, man. <laughs> I know. So when I was painting, I was like, okay, I'm going to paint my building black at the meeting. Like, they're like, well, we need swatches. It's it's black, buddy. Like, and he's <laughs> like, well, I need a swatch. Like a swatch of fucking black? And he's like, they wanted to know exactly what the paint was called, what number it was at Sherwin Williams. Like, it was intense. Like, a lot more intense than I thought it was going to be. But, like, when I moved in there, there was no way that we were going to have even two blow dryers to be able to go off at the same time. I still had where you had to, like, turn the fuses. And so, like, if you, like, burnt a fuse, you had to, like, go to True Value and buy a new fuse to plug it in like that's insane literally i was like what the hell is this like it was nothing i've ever seen before and i was like where do i even begin you know yeah yeah and then the like the plumbing the guy my plumber was like so you plan on doing hair hair huh and i was (laughs) like yeah he's like yeah about that (laughs) he's like these pipes are as old as this building so that's another thing people Uh, don't realize too like i feel like too that's another pressure like you feel like oh my god i gotta have i gotta upgrade this i gotta have better but really like the cost is like insane well that's i mean i know the guy got a beating publicly and i understand why but the guy who was trying to do that theater that's exactly what happened to him it's it's opening a can of worms. Like, it is like you, literally. You, you go in there with a budget. Literally. You think it's one yes. thing, but then like you don't budget for like the facade no. to come down. No. And then so an engineer w- goes to it and is like, dude, this thing's going to fall on people. Yes. And so it's like, well, I guess I got to take it down then. Yes. So it's like, dude, people... you saw my basement. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Hell like, yeah. I would love to make that into something cool, but that would cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. Like, that's where everyone's like, oh my God, your internet sucks. Okay, well, like, there's nothing I can <laughs> yeah, do. There's, like, you know, or, like, it's just the roughest leaking or, you know, the pipe is leaking. People are like, oh, great, now another. It's like, yeah, like, the pipe is leaking. It's from 1881. Like, it's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, like, how about chill out? Yes, and, but, like, yeah. you said, like, the, him, like, I remember when one of our plumbers were working, he called me, he's like, you have a nightmare. And it was because you open one little thing in one of these old buildings, you're opening. Oh, yeah. And we all know what it was like in back in the day here. Like, I'm not going to lie. My landlord, like, when I first, like, moved, you know, or when he first got the building, I think it was 34 years ago, he showed me, like, whoever had it prior, they didn't have professional licensed people. They were rigging things, like, however they could to get by, you know? So it's also, too... None of these buildings were ever done properly. So it's like we're cleaning up the mess now, you know? And that's why when I'm like, oh, maybe our bathroom could be better. Or maybe I'm like, no, that bathroom cost me $25,000 to install. You know, like yeah, it's yeah. my bath. I didn't even have a bathroom on the main floor when we moved in. That was a closet. The main bathroom was in the basement and you saw the basement. Yeah. Who's going down Do you there? Remember, like this might be like TMI, but I would literally pee in buckets during renovations <laughs> and dump them out in the alley because I was so scared to go in that basement. Like I wish I could have seen that. Yes. And my husband's like, just go down there. And I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm. and just a bathroom that's as big as this couch was my worst nightmare. You know, oh yeah, and it crumb point like that woodwork in there. They, I had to make my bathroom big enough so that a wheelchair couldn't go in a complete circle. But you can't even get a wheelchair past my main door line. But I can't remove that wood because yeah. the historic district would find me. So I'm like, this is what I'm working with. You know, like yeah, yeah. And then those meetings are only once a month. 
one day a week. So it's like every month you're waiting to get approved. I got to get one of them on. I got to figure out I someone know. to chat to about that. I know. you, But you know what? I was lucky to go through it with Mayor Uran. He was amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. I really do like our new mayor, too. I haven't met him a ton yet, but Mayor Uran would be great. I'd be like, hey, can I do this this weekend? And he'd be like, yeah, whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there was like a horse out, you know, on, what was that? Um, Cinco de Mayo and like all that. I'm like, this is what I love about Crown Point. But it's definitely difficult. Um, my contractor, thankfully, knew a lot of people. That helps a ton. Ugh. But they're t- they're tough. They're tough. I always think about the people with the houses right here. Um, they were in front of me in a lot of my meetings. And, I mean, every window they want to install, they have to get it approved. Like, it's Ugh. wild. That's insane. It's wild. And speaking of the new mayor, he was, he was like, my first real chance of, like, really getting to know him was the yeah. Fourth Friday stuff. Yeah. Because I needed a lot of approval, and I had to go in front of the city to do yeah. that. Super awesome guy. Yeah, he is. Uran's awesome. He's awesome. We're very lucky to have we that are. kind of transition. Yeah, You know, hopefully, hopefully, if he wins next year... Hopefully, if not, the person who does replace him mm-hmm. has an open mind. And I feel like he's super great. That's what like I loved about Mayor Uran was like he really like got to know the small businesses in our community because we're really what makes up Crown Point, you know. And I love that Mayor Pete Land is like doing the same thing, and he's really getting to know his small businesses, like being pro- like you know showing up for events and doing things and. Um, we did a couple of videos with him recently and it was just, he's super, super, super nice. Like, I love that you actually get to know, like I said, I live in Lowell. I don't even know who the hell our mayor is. You know, we're here, like they show up and they're here oh, and they yeah. got you like, you know, like you have their support, you know, I couldn't believe how many things Dave Uran would attend. Oh my God. I, I was that like, was like his superpower. He and was even everywhere. when I was opening. Yeah. And when I was opening, he messaged me first and was like, Hey, what what are we doing? Like ribbon cutting, and it was the election day. It was when Trump and Biden. It was election day, and he was like, "I'm gonna try my best to be there." You know, blah 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 blah. He's like, "It's a big day for me. I gotta go to all the polls," and he was literally there, like the same time I got there. Stayed there afterwards, like Amazing. talked to everybody. It was and delivered such a beautiful speech. Something I'll never forget. I sobbed when I found out he was leaving. I'm not going to lie. I don't like change like that, but I think that they picked like the perfect person for it though. And I think it's super cool that, you know, Mayor Uran was working at the police department before he became a mayor. And so was Mayor Pete Lance. I thought that was kind of cool. So I'm like, I think he's coming into tough shoes to fill, you know? Yeah, 14 years of, yeah. like, like, really a lot of growth. And killing it. Killing it. And I saw, you know, that I found out the news I was at Zombie Club playing against Slater at darts. And that's when I found it out, and I'm like, no way. And so, I, I like, out of just complete happenstance, it wasn't, like, a organized thing, I saw him at Fricky's. Yeah. Like, the following weekend on, like, a Saturday night and, like, spent the entire night with him. Yeah. And it was just, like, interesting to hear his perspective on yes. it. And uh, you could just see the weight of it all off. Exa- and, that, and that, so, like, Think for, about how we feel. Oh, Think yeah. Think about how he feels I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want to be the oh, mayor. Oh, I know. I don't or know the president, why. you know? Or, or, yeah, yeah, either one. No it's way. insane. So, like, to see that weight off him was like, man, I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really happy. My favorite's, like, when it would, like, snow or something, you know, and like Crown Point Care, someone's like, oh, way to go, you ran. Hopefully your, <laughs> you know, snow plows are great. It's like, he didn't make it snow today. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, my, and like tagging him in it. Oh, yeah. It's like, Look at this poor guy alone. My like, favorite one was the uh, recycling bins he gave oh everybody. Like it was like, dude, that's awesome. I'm yes. like, yeah, hell yeah, I don't have yes. to like do the same thing. And like the anger online about it was so funny. Or the it's Dunkin' like, Donuts line. That's his fault too. You oh know? yeah. Who puts a Dunkin' Donuts on North Main Street? Like, it's just good God. So or I actually just saw too somebody like how you said that he always showed up for everything. Um, Mayor Pete Land was at a, a grand opening and someone like comments on her like Jesus Christ how many how many openings are you really gonna freaking attend it's like what the hell like yeah, he's just going to, to show be? support <laughs> like I'm like man I they would eat me alive like, yeah that's I, a dude that's a tough no job way. that's a tough we job. should pick their brains one day I would love to yeah. I saw Pete Land at the uh St. Jude event about a month ago and he wanted to be on the podcast and he wanted me to be on his 
So I'm interested to see. Should, yeah, you That'll be should. a fun convo. I'm kind of excited Ask him for how it. he sleeps every night. That's uh, how yeah. I want to know. Melatonin. <laughs> yes. Gummies. <laughs> Melatonin doesn't even do it anymore for me. <laughs> no? Oh, God, Oh, no. I'm lucky. They still work for oh, me. They still I'm work. like, uh, I didn't sleep at all last night, so I'm like, I, I know I'm going to get a few hours in tonight. <laughs> nice, nice. So we're, we've been over an hour. Is, is there anything you want to wrap with? No, I love this though. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for coming. Super fun. Yeah, this we is like do this again. This is why I love this. I know. This is the only reason I do it you is because of the hangout. You know. And I was over nervous because I told you I didn't like the sound of my voice, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, and I really and honestly, we helped each other out today. We both know that we think these crazy thoughts, and we're not alone. A hundred percent. So when you can't sleep, you can text me, and when I can't sleep, I'll text you because we're both gonna be up. We got it. <laughs> The hardest part is like, and I feel so bad for my wife because she'll come home and she had a long day too. Cause you know, you guys work yeah. and it's like, she's like, how's your day? And it's like, good. Yes. I don't even have the energy <laughs> yes. to dive into anything. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like hard because like they don't really completely no. understand. Uh-oh. So I don't want to get into like the, where I'm telling a story, but then I'm also telling the pre-story to the pre-story. Yeah. You know, it's like a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, just she's got a tough with. job too. That's tough. Oh yeah. She de- deals with the public. I had a girl uh, two weeks ago that told me she cried her whole way home because I cut her hair too short. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Really? This is like your life or death situation, you know? It's just tough. Does anybody really like a haircut immediately? I don't know. I don't like haircuts. Because like as soon as I get a haircut, I'm like, dude, I can't wait for a week and a half. I like your hair long, though. I want you to keep it long. Yeah? I'm into it, yeah. It's. I feel like the more version of myself than I've ever been. Do you really? 100%. And now does your wife cut your hair? Yes. Okay. She perms it, too. Shut up. Dead serious. Oh, my gosh. It was too flat, too straight. And then she's like, you know, if you're going to be long, why don't we try to like I put rollers that. in it? And I was like, okay, cool. And now it's give, it gives it enough volume that I'm like, yeah, and I could probably use a little more to be honest I with you. I love it. this. Yeah, Look yeah. you. Feeling it. Do you it. want a job at Ava Michael Boutique? <laughs> <laughs> I could do like a three-hour <laughs> day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I use the Davines stuff, that love. Yes, so I, I, I usually that. like It's like you right out of the shower, throw it in, and then it gives it itself a little bit of wave yep. to it too. So I'm, and I'm into it. And comes from a manufacturer of a small business family. No way. Yes, in Joliet, Illinois, PSC, The Zone. Wow. Yeah, literally. See, I'm more of like a 10-year-ago Davines guy. <laughs> The smell, like the smells of that product were so good. Really? Yeah, I use it on Ava all the time. Okay, awesome. So where can people where can people find out more? Where can they follow you? Where can they check out if they haven't? AvaMichaelBoutique.com, and it's super cool. You get to learn a lot about us on our bios. Um, We post constantly on Instagram, Facebook. We always upload when we have sales, new arrivals. Um, We are by appointments only for hair. But you can book online all the way through 2023 online. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Brittany. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Later.